We're in a series on stewardship, and um, uh, so far we've, we've talked about um, stewarding our time. It's a, uh, that's a resource God has given us. We've talked about stewarding the, our one and only mind, that, the resource that God's given us. And last week I talked about stewarding um, God's voice. Uh, when he speaks to us, we actually have to steward his voice in our lives. We have to steward his promises. We have to steward the prophecies that he gives us. So I talked about that last week. If you missed that, um, please go back and listen to that at, um, on our archives on citylights.church. Um, but this week, um, I want to talk to you about stewarding our physical bodies. All right? So our physical, our body is a resource. Our physical body is a resource that God has given us. And like any resource, it is possible to steward it wisely, and it is possible to squander this resource that God has given you. Um, And I will say that this actually has eternal repercussions in our lives. Um, How many know that when you you can sow money for God's kingdom, and that can have eternal repercussions, right? Like we just just gave an opportunity to give to um, Becca's ministry. And that, could, that will have eternal repercussions. You can sow into this church. That has eternal repercussions, okay? Um, the way we spend our time has eternal repercussions, right? The way we sow our time, the way we invest our time can have eternal repercussions for God's kingdom. And I want to say the way we steward our bodies actually has eternal repercussions. If we steward our bodies well, we're able to live long, healthy lives, and God is able to do more through us. And so um, that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, the, the way that we start our bodies is no different than any way that we, um, any of the resources that God gives us. So um, today I'm not going to talk about, don't worry, I'm not going to talk about take your vitamins, make sure you get enough sleep, get exercise. Um, I didn't want it to turn into that because you, you guys know that. And I don't think that's why you come to church. I don't think you come to church for pastor to tell you to, you know, take vitamins, get enough sleep, eat right, and get exercise. You should do that. I hope you know that. But that's kind of proven. That's what your doctor's for, and that's what Google's for, right? So... <laughs> I don't want to waste your time with that. That's not why you come to church. But what I want to talk about today is how to, I want to actually help us have a biblical, biblical perspective on our bodies and what, and what God's view of our bodies is. Why? So that we don't misuse our bodies. It's, it's an inevitability that you will misuse this resource that God has given you, your body, if you don't understand God's purpose for it. Okay. And so I'll say it this way. Anytime you use something um, outside its intended design, that's a, that's a misuse, right? If you use something outside its intended design, that's a misuse. I have a video to help illustrate this point. So go ahead and roll that. This is the iScale app. Um, this was rejected by Phase 4 today, actually, so you will not see it in the App Store. Um, probably has a lot to do with the fact that the phone can't actually support the weight of a full-grown person, so uh, that's a problem. But we are thinking that the app could be used to weigh babies 12 to 18 weeks old. Here at Apple, we receive millions of application submissions every five minutes. Four inches. On a schoolyard football team, you know, sometimes the little fat kid doesn't get chosen until the last. So if you're trying to get an application into the app store, you want me to like you. And I don't really like many people. So. Hammer app. What do you have, Orange? Hammer app. Straight in from phase three. Uh, I tried it out last night. I really like it. Uh, Do you guys want to explain it or should I just go ahead and... Phase three approved the hammer app because most people don't have a hammer on them at all times. 
You know what I wish we had is an app that counted how many iPhones we've destroyed in our research. Hey, Lauren, I need you to pee on this phone. What? It's a it's a pregnancy test app, so um, yeah, I, I need you to, to pee on the phone. Yeah, I'll mind. do that. I was really curious to see if that a- application worked, and so I hacked into the Phase 3 server, I downloaded the application onto my iPhone, I peed on my iPhone, and found out I was pregnant. Luke, how in the world is this application useful? Okay, what's your birthday? Luke, I know how the application works. I have it on my phone. February 21st. February 21st. Thank okay. you, Brett. You're gonna open it up. Okay. Scroll through here until you get to February. It's 21st, then... Scott, today is not your birthday. Right, it's not my birthday. Usually the apps just aren't useful. And and there is one exception, I believe, and that is Pappy Jump. (laughs) All right. Does that make my point pretty well? If you don't understand the design purpose of something, it's very likely that you will misuse Um, that thing. So in this case, we're talking about our physical bodies. God actually has a purpose for our bodies. He created them. He made us in his likeness and image. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So I'm not going to give you a bunch of how to steward your body. Well, you have Google for that. You have your doctor for that. I want to talk about why we should steward our body well. So let me give you, uh, let me give you three things today. Number one, why should we steward our bodies well? First point is you have, it's because you have a calling on your life. This is deep so far, right? You have a calling on your life, all right? Um, it is not enough. You, you can't fulfill your calling with just simply your soul and your spirit. You actually need a body. It's like, I don't know if you know this, but if you didn't have your body, you wouldn't be here right now, okay? <laughs> so you need this body to get you through to fulfill this calling. A lot of the, the teachers I, I admire, like uh, Christine Kang and Joyce Meyer um, and these, these guys and girls, um, they often talk about um, stewardship of their physical bodies because they're very aware of the calling on their life. There's a direct correlation between you stewarding your body and fulfilling um, the calling that God has for you. They're very aware and they understand the need to steward this resource well in order to fulfill the calling that God has for them. It's the same with you and for, and for me. I want, personally, I want to live, I have a goal I want, to live, I want to live a long life. I want to live into my 80s and 90s, and I want to, I want to interact with my grandkids, and, and, and who knows? Maybe you could lead someone to Jesus in your 90s who will be the next Billy Graham. We really don't know, and it's not over till it's over, and we, don't, we won't want to discount any phase of our life. We want to live long, healthy lives. So you have a calling. Everyone has a calling, all right? Um, Ephesians 2, chapter 10, it says this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You were created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. You weren't saved by your good works, but you are saved for them, okay? So I have news for you today. If you came, you received Jesus by faith, awesome. But now there's something that he wants you to do. There's, a, there's an assignment that he has for you in this life. You, God created you with a plan, with a purpose, and a destiny to carry out his will here on earth, and you only have, you have one, and only, one and only body on this earth to fulfill that purpose, okay? So you have a calling in your life. Number two, why we should store our bodies well. This is my longest point of this message. Um, a long life is a blessing from the Lord, okay? How many want to live a long life? If you didn't raise your hand, you should have, okay? <laughs> um, we all should desire to live a long life. 
And I think, I think that's healthy. And occasionally I, I run into people, I run into people sometimes, and they're like, I don't, I don't want to live over 50. I, I knew a guy one time, and he was like, yeah, I don't want to be, I don't want to live like past 50. I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't want to live past 50. I think actually, if you don't want to live a long life, there's something unhealthy underneath happening. And so I actually, through talking with that guy, I found out like his dad had died when he was a young kid. His dad was young when he died. And this thing crept into his mind. He didn't want it. He wanted to you know, take after his, his father. So he, he loved his father and wanted to take after his father, his footsteps. He didn't see that. That wasn't modeled for him. And he didn't see himself living a long life here on earth. I'll give you an extreme example, obviously, of people who don't want to live long life or people who struggle with um, suicidal thoughts, okay? Now, this is a very extreme example, and I think what we can all agree on is when people struggle with that, there's something unhealthy happening on the inside. They're, they're, they're believing a lie about something. Um, maybe there's chemical imbalances. Maybe they're, they're just hopeless for whatever reason. That's an extreme example, but I just want to say for those of us who don't picture ourselves living a long, healthy, prosperous life, there could be something un- unhealthy underneath all that. And so... I just want to present that to you, to you today. Another um, reason why some people don't want to live long lives is they don't want to look bad, you know? And granted, n- none of us want to look bad. We all want to look pretty good, right? But listen, if, if all of your identity is wrapped up in how you look and you don't want to live a long life because you don't want to look bad someday and look old, like there's something unhealthy there. I want to, I want to talk to you um, why this is so important because... Um, <clears throat> I think this is a prerequisite to stewarding our bodies well, is to want to live and the desire to live a long, healthy life. It's a prerequisite, okay? Um, anytime the Bible talks about a life cut short, it, it refers to it as, as a negative thing. Let me give you a couple examples, and I'll give you some examples about how God wants us to live long lives, okay? Um, Psalm chapter uh, 55, verse 23, it says this, But you, O God, bring down the wicked to the pit of corruption. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men will not live out half their days. Okay? Bloodthirsty and deceitful men will not live out half their days. Okay? Uh, John chapter 10, 10, it says this. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. God wants you to have a full life. He wants to add years to your life and life to your years. He's the life giver. Okay? And by the way, Jesus raised people from the dead, and that highly suggests that it's possible for people, for people to die outside of God's timing. If Jesus raised people from the dead, like they were dying outside of God's timing for them, and I just want to say it is, it, is highly, it is possible for us to die outside of the time that God has appointed us to die, okay? Let me contrast that with some verses to just show you that it is God's will for you to be healthy. It is God's will for you to live a long, prosperous life. And we need to steward this resource that he's given us. Um, this is kind of scripture heavy. I'm going to give a few scriptures here, and then we'll talk about this. Psalm chapter 91, verses 14 through 16 says this. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Proverbs 28, 15 through 16, like a roaring lion or a charging bear is a wicked man ruling over a helpless people. A tyrannical ruler lacks judgment, but he who hates ill-gotten gain will enjoy a long life. Um, Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life. 
on earth, okay? A long life is a blessing from the Lord. Let me give you one more. Proverbs 3, 13 through 16. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom, the man who gains understanding. For she, speaking of wisdom, is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare to her, speaking of wisdom. Verse 16. Long life is in her right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. All right? You guys kind of getting the point here? God's desire, his will for us, is to live long life. If you, now, I just want to challenge that um, to you today. If you, first of all, if you don't have the desire to live a long life, man, you need to get that desire, knowing that God wants you to fulfill everything he's called you to here on earth. And then the second thing I want to challenge you with is, are you stewarding this resource that God has given you your body, okay? All right, my last point um, is, why should we steward our bodies well? Point number three is because your body belongs to the Lord. Okay, your body belongs, actually belongs to the Lord. Now, this point um, definitely goes against Western American thinking. Like, we're all about, it's my body, it's my time, it's my money, it's my, 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 right? This definitely goes against the grain of Western culture. But um, the Bible says that our bodies actually belong to the Lord. Okay, let me give you an example, okay? If, if, if I borrow your car, and I bring it back, and I painted it, and I put bumper stickers on it, and mud flaps, and uh, spilt coffee on it. Like, you would be a little upset about that, right? Why? Because it's your car. Now, if it's your car, and you do all that stuff to it, it's like, that's your prerogative. You can do whatever you want to your car. Listen, we need to think of our bodies and ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit how, we, how we're treating our bodies, what we're doing with our bodies. They, your body belongs to the Lord. Let me read, let me read some um, scripture here, and we'll give a little bit of a talk on this. Um, the context of, we're going to read 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6, verses 12 through 18. In the context, it's talking about um, abstaining from um, sexual fornication, immorality, um, but we can extrapolate a lot of truth about the way God views our bodies in this verse. Okay, so 1 Corinthians 12, or 6, 12 through 18. I have the right to do anything, you say. Sounds very American. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. You say food for the stomach and stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. The, the body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Okay, your body's meant for the Lord, and the Lord is meant for you. How cool is that? He like designed us, that he's actually meant for us. I love that. Verse 14, by his power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and he will raise us also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said, the two will become one flesh. Verse 17. But whoever, whosoever is united with the Lord is one in spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside of their body, but whosoever commits uh, sins sexually, sins against their own body. Remember we talked about uh, misusing. Um, if, you, if you use something outside of its designed purpose, you're misusing it, right? Okay. Verse 19, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? Look at this. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with 
your bodies, okay? Honor God with our bodies. This is one of the ways we can worship God is by honoring him with our bodies, by stewarding this resource that he's given us. Many of us, we honor God with our finances. We honor God with our time. We honor God with, um, you know, our minds. But many of us don't honor God with the way that we're treating this resource, this body that he's given us, okay? Now, this might seem, to some of you, this might seem like, well, okay, my body belongs to the Lord. I'm, 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 losing, um, I'm losing rights here, you know, by, by my body belonging to the Lord and not to myself. And I just want to say to you, when you acknowledge that your physical body belongs to the Lord, it's actually the most liberating thing that you can do, all right? Here's why. Um, this is what you were designed for. You are functioning with inside, inside of your purpose when you acknowledge that your body was created for the Lord. It's like... My phone wasn't made to be a scale. <laughs> it wasn't made to stand on it. It was certainly not made to be a hammer. You weren't made for you. You were made for him, okay? Um, so your phone's not a hammer. You're not made for you. You're made for him. So here, listen, here are your options in this world. Um, you're going to be a slave to something, okay? You're going to be a slave to something. Now, you can be a slave to Satan, and I hope we all agree that that wouldn't be a good thing. Can we check that off? Check. Okay, check. Okay, don't be a slave to Satan. You can try to be a, you can be a slave to yourself, serve yourself, but again, you weren't made for you, you were made for him. Serving yourself is actually, can actually be as much slavery as serving Satan, okay? You weren't made for you. And God, God wants to set, we talk about God setting us free many times from different things that's going on in our lives. He, honestly, he wants to set you free from you, too. <laughs> like, you're your biggest uh, oppression sometimes, like... Serving myself. He wants to set you free from you, okay? So, now listen, I know this is, this is so counterculture, but I want you, I want us to experience freedom as a church. I want us to experience this freedom that, that God has for us. So we need to acknowledge that we were made for him. And then there's this amazing exchange that happens in the process, okay? It says that our bodies were made for the Lord and the Lord for our body. There's this exchange where Holy Spirit, he's, he wants, he, he designed us that he would fit into our hearts, fit into our lives. And the Bible says here, we just read this verse, that he who um, walks with the Lord is literally one in spirit with the Lord. Like he commingles us. That's how close we are. There's that intimate relationship and friendship. And then um, <laughs> we belong to him, but like he also belongs. Did you know the Lord belongs to us as well? Like he's our inheritance. He is our exceeding great reward. So you're not giving anything up by acknowledging that everything belongs to him. You're not giving anything up. You're actually stepping into the most liberating thing that you can ever do. Amen? So he is our great reward. Okay, 1128. Sweet, we're doing good. Okay, let me recap this, and then I'll just give a couple like practical things and then we'll dismiss because we've already been here a while. Okay, number one, why, sh- or how, why should we steward our, our bodies well? Number one, you have a calling on your life. Number two, a long life is a blessing from the Lord. Number three, your body belongs to the Lord. What I want to say about some practicals here, um, my wife warned me, she's like, Kurt, not a lot of people like live like you live, so don't like put these expectations on people that are like really unattainable. Okay, so I understand that. And she's like, I've gone to conferences where like the speaker's like, you need to do this, you need to eat organic, you need to, you know, and they put like, who has time for all this, right? And so actually, I just want to say a couple things to people who, listen, if you have momentum in this area, momentum in the area of stewarding your, your physical body, awesome. If you don't, then um, I just want to give maybe you some starting tools, okay? 
And so this is what, I, first of all, I'll just say this. Proverbs chapter 29, 18, we read this a few weeks ago. It says this, where there's no revelation, or the King James says vision, where there's no vision, people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. In other words, where there's no vision, people live completely unrestrained lives. If you don't have a vision for health, if you don't have a vision for a long life, if you don't have a vision for stewarding the body that God has given you well, you will live unrestrained. There, there's nothing to restrain you. It's like, I want cheesecake, I'm eating it, I'm gonna stay up late, I'm gonna let stress run my life, I'm not gonna get physical exercise, because you don't have a vision for, um, for God to work in you in this way. Okay, so um, I remember when, when my wife and I, um, no, it wasn't on our honeymoon, it was on a vacation. Um, there was this, <laughs> we went, I think it was in Cancun or something like that, but there was this, um, this old man just standing on the beach. Old guy, but he was shredded and tan. Like, he just looked so good. I'm like, man, I want to look like that. So I went up to the guy, and he was like from Austria or something like that. And I'm like, I'm like how old are you? And he was super old, but he's just shredded, and he's tan, and like... I want, I, want to, I want to be one of those old dudes that's like in shape and, and you know what I mean? There's this, uh, another time, there's this, there's this guy at the park and I see him out there walking every day. And one day I, one day I, I uh, talked to him and he's like, um, he says he's 90 years old. He doesn't take any prescription, prescription me- uh, medications. He's out there every single day. Like that's the kind of guy I want to be. I want to be out there every day. And man, God can still use people in that state, you know? Um, so we need a vision, we need a goal. Okay, I admire people. I was actually, we have, my wife and I have a list of, um, like a bucket list, like a hundred things that we want to do before we die or whatever. And like one of my goals on my bucket list, like I want to live to be 90. If I make it to 90, I want to live to be 100. You know, it's actually a goal of mine to live a long life. Okay, for the most part, I'll, I'll say this, for the most part, if you do three things, you'll be physically healthy. Okay, diet, rest, and exercise, okay? So eating right, having a good diet, um, rest and recreation, getting stress out of your life, and getting exercise. I wanna, I'll just give you, I'll give you one thing, and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up because service has gone long enough today. <clears throat> a lot of times people make New Year's resolutions because they feel like they need to. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a you know, New Year. This is a good time, by the way, to think about New Year's resolutions. I've had resolutions that I've kept I've had ones that I haven't kept. So, but I think it's good, like, setting them. It's like, here's a goal. It's better to set a goal and not hit the mark than to, you know, never set any goals. But I want to say one goal that is a bad goal. If your goal is just like, imagine if I came to you and I was like, 2019, it's going to be a big year. What are you going to do? I'm going to try harder. You know? <laughs> like, that is a lame, that is a lame goal. What are you doing this year? I'm just trying harder. Try, you know? And I think that's the way a lot of us um, approach um, fitness and being in shape. It's like, I, I'm going to do this because it's, it's good to do this, you know? And it's like, okay, I know as a pastor, if you come to church and I'm like, you guys need to, to do better or, or be gooder, you know? And we have the be better, do gooder church. Like, I'm sorry, that, no one cares about that. That is so lame and so boring. Like, we all know, like, we should try harder and be better and do gooder, but there's not... There's no, like, motivation in that. And so this is, this is how I'd rather lead. I would say, man, you can change the world. You can change the world upside down for Jesus. He can revolutionize your life. Man, you need to let him in and give him everything you are and run after him. Like, so you can be like Beck over here, right? Just, just changing the world for Jesus. Like, that is so much more exciting than, like, you guys just need to try harder, right? 
and I will say this in terms of like fitness, like we approach this, you know, it's a new year coming up. It's like, I'm going to get my gym membership and because I need to do this because I need to try harder. I, this is my challenge to you. And this is something that's worked for me. When I set, when I, what the goal is that you like trick yourself into working out every week. Okay. That's kind of the goal. And somehow I trick myself and I find myself out at night in the winter when it's snowing and I'm running. It's like, I tricked myself again. You know, I'm out here. <laughs> you need to trick yourself, you know, three times a week, you know, all year round. So what you need is a goal that's exciting because you're going to keep about 0% of the goals that you're not excited about. Okay. And so um, a few years back, I had a goal to run a thousand miles in a year and like I chipped away at it. It was an exciting goal for me. It kept me busy all year. Then I set a goal to run 1,500 miles in one year, and I did that. And then I realized, okay, distance goals aren't going to cut it for me anymore. Like, I've done this for two years. And then this last year, I had a goal to run an ultramarathon. So there was a, there was a, it was a big, like, something to shoot at. And I just want to say, um, you know, not everyone likes running. Actually, I don't like running when I'm not in shape. It really sucks when I'm not in shape. But when you're in shape and things are clicking, it feels really good. But um, <clears throat> set a goal that excites you. Set a goal that fires you up, and that'll be much more sustaining um, to your life. I'll give you, um, if we have the exercise application questions, we'll put that up, and then I'll close with this. Okay, here's the exercise application questions. If you can't answer these, it's very likely that you will keep a regimen of any kind of fitness, okay? Number one, um, with who? Okay, with who, with what, when, and where? A lot of people, I, um, a lot of people need someone to like work out with. So ask yourself, who are you, who are you going to be doing this with? Um, I, once a week, I work out with a group, and then the rest of the week, I'm good. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at working out without like people around me. Some people actually need that to get started. So ask yourself, who are you going to be doing this with? Um, some people need a partner. Okay, what, what are you going to be doing? You, you have to actually plan. What, what is the activity? What is the thing that you're going to be doing? And I will say this about exercise and fitness. You need to sweat, you need to breathe hard. And listen, there needs to be a level of discomfort involved in it, okay? <laughs> if there's not a level of discomfort in it, you're, you're not exercising, I just wanna, okay? So what is the activity that's making you, you know, breathe hard and sweat and, and is relatively uncomfortable for a period of time, okay? Okay, another thing you need is you need to know when. When are you doing this? Put it on your calendar and treat it like a real appointment, right? Sometimes people put things on their calendar and they, they just let anything and everything move things around. And it's like, I put things like this on the calendar and it's an appointment and only emergencies disrupt it, okay? So make sure you put it on the calendar, plan for it. It's an, it's an appointment. Okay, the, other, the last thing you need to, to decide is where is, this, where is this activity gonna happen, okay? If you can't answer these questions, it's very likely you will never step into having any kind of regimen that's, that's um, active on a regular basis. Something will happen to you, though, after about 60 days. You will retrain your brain. You will retrain your body. And listen, in my life, if I go without running for you know, a few days, I feel like there's something missing in my life. Like my body's, I'm kind of jonesing for a run after a while. You know what I mean? And I will say, if you can do this long enough, you will retrain your brain and re actually retrain your body to, to need it and to want it and to crave it. So um, you have, there's a level of you have to stick to it for a while, and then that will happen. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to stop there. I'm going to pray, and then we'll, we'll dismiss you guys. Um, I want you guys to stand on your feet this morning. A lot of good stuff happened today. I knew we'd probably go a little long, and I knew I'd probably end up chopping some of these notes, which is fine. 
Um, so Father, we love you. I thank you for every individual in this room, Lord God. I pray, God, um, you've given us this amazing resource of our physical bodies, Lord God. God, I thank you that um, you've given this to us to accomplish your plan, purpose, and destiny for every individual in this room, God. We need these bodies to work for our lives, Lord God, and to our you know, twilight years, Lord God. And God, I ask that um, you would give every person here a vision, God, to steward this resource well, Lord God. And maybe the greatest opportunity for you is, is um, rest. Maybe the greatest opportunity for you here is um, what you eat. I know for me, it's what I eat. That's my greatest opportunity. Uh, maybe for you, the greatest opportunity is actually the physical aspect side of it. So Lord, I just pray that you would provoke everyone here to identify what that is, Lord God, and help us, Lord God, to set the exciting goals, God, that get us to where... Um, we're actually following through and stewarding this resource that you've given us, Lord God. God, if there's anyone dis discouraged in this area, God, I just speak um, life and restoration. And God, I thank you that you're, their, you're the biggest cheerleader in their life, Lord God. And I just pray, God, you would get them some momentum going. And I thank you, God, that you're with us. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen.